A jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where I interview incredible entrepreneurs who have achieved success by embracing their multi-passionate selves and using their neurodivergence as a tool to grow their business. I'm your host, Cheryl Woodhouse, and I'm here today with Maggie Isley, who's going to share more about how they got started, the biggest decisions they believe led them to success, and what they want to share with other neurodiverse entrepreneurs coming up behind them. Maggie is the only brand designer and strategist strategist with ADHD and ASD who coaches neurodivergent business owners so they can achieve their goals without feeling like they need to fit into the neurotypical box. Of course, you can learn more about her at MaggieIsley.com. So hi, welcome, Maggie, and thank you so much for being here today. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Um, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your business? So you say you're a brand designer and strategist, and you focus on neurodivergent business owners. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about that. So I actually entered the scene as just a regular brand designer working with service-based entrepreneurs. And I quickly realized that with my neurodivergency, it's like I needed to focus with other entrepreneurs who are neurodivergent because haha, it's a little difficult to work with neurotypical when you're neurodivergent. Yeah. And once I realized that it changed everything. Like it just became a whole new ball game. I enjoyed what I was doing and it made the client experience better and I made way more money. So it just changed everything. But yeah, I do brand design um, which is everything from strategy, who, who are you talking to and all of that and how, how are you going to market it? But I also do the actual design, the visuals. And then my son who, um, is also divergent. He is a, uh, word I'm looking for. He's a developer, full stack developer. Okay. So, Yeah. So that's a really nice complementary set of skills, right? Mm-hmm. It's really great. He's, he is 20. So he's here in the house with me and he's able to help me with anything that's outside of my scope. And we can just keep our clients happy here with it, without them having to go to 30 different people to find what they need. Very nice. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal when you are neurodivergent. So that way you don't get overwhelmed by yeah. having to have a ton of different providers. Yes. No decision paralysis, no, you know, research rabbit holes. The answer's right in yeah. front of you. Don't Google that. It's very helpful yeah. for neurodivergent people. Please don't Google that. It'll be, yeah. it'll be a pain. Exactly. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about how you got started doing that. Like what was your path to becoming a brand designer and strategist in the first place? Oh my gosh. So like everyone else, I shouldn't say that, but truly like others, I was stuck in a corporate hole Mm. and I was miserable. And I finally was like, okay, well, this isn't what I meant to do, but I don't know what it is that I'm meant to do. So I started job hopping because that's what you do when you are so unhappy and you don't know why. So I had spent all these years in finance And I was just, I'm not a finance person, but that's where I ended up. And I started working as a marketing manager because I had had a blog on the side. So 
I get a job as a marketing manager and I have this blog going. And between the two, I'm starting to build some clout in the internet community because I'm getting these brand deals. And now, mind you, this marketing job is like my fourth one in as many years because I'm keeping jobs for about a year and I'm leaving. Like this job sucks. I don't, I don't like it. I'm, I'm moving on. But while I'm doing this, my little lifestyle blog is starting to take off. I'm getting a lot of visits. I'm getting brand deals with like Coca-Cola, Pier One. I'm starting to get like real deals. So the moms in the local mom group, a couple of them started a business and they're like, well, will you brand me? I see you on the internet everywhere. And I'm I'm working at this marketing job that I hate. And I'm like, sure. So I... I do that. And then they keep adding on more services. And then someone else saw that I did that. And then that, you know, they became a client, they added on more services. And I was like, Hey, you guys, I think I, I think I just started a business. (laughs) So eventually I was able to leave and just do this brand design stuff. But I realized like, if you're, if I'm doing brand design, I need to have a strategy. So I went and I educated myself on what that was because you know how it is. You find a rabbit hole and then all of a sudden you're like, well, it turns out I know everything now because I've decided to take every course I could find and educate myself way more than was necessary. Hey, guess what? Yeah. So I did that and it became a business and it became a business. Like I went from 40K to 400K like that. So it was, it was, it was no joke. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't even intend to do that. I just thought this is fun. I don't have to work anymore for the guy like that. You know, I don't have to do that. I don't have to pretend. And it, it just, I just started following what I actually wanted to do. And as soon as I quit, I got this big tattoo on my arm. And I started coloring my hair fun colors. I had pink hair for a while. And like, I just started doing whatever I wanted and my people showed up for me. That's amazing. Yeah. Are you still at that, that 400,000 level? Like, is that where you're sitting at? I'm a little higher now. Yeah. Uh So I've started, I've started introducing, I'm not, I'm not at a million now. Sad, sad. (laughs) No, not really sad. I'm not really sad. My, my income goal for this year is um, seven fifty. Nice. So that's what everything I've planned out to hit. And that's including my neurodivergent coaching options and my courses that I've introduced, which my courses are for, are for um, designers and for businesses. So like, well, people wanting to start businesses, brand new people, like people who work It's called F this job. (laughs) Very nice. Because I know my people. Yeah. Coming so, very yeah. much from your own experience. Uh-huh. So yeah, I, including yeah. everything. I love how your journey is so in alignment with the, the title of this podcast. Like you literally just started off doing something that someone asked you to do and you followed your interests and your hyper fixations through multiple editions of services to become this bigger thing. Now, yeah. I know that based on what you've told me so far, there's going to be people listening right now going, okay, 
she might be looking at 700,000 this year, but how many people does she have on her team and are her expenses out of control? And is she not even paying herself? Cause that's, that's what a lot happens a lot in the online space. So mm-hmm. without diverging more than you want to do share. So my team is my family and my, um, I have a launch manager. So she manages my launches for me. Nice. And, uh, that's the end of the story. So I have two adult sons and I have one husband. So that's, that's my team. Very nice. There are five of us, including, and this business run pays my family. Nice. That's how we live. And then we have a launch manager because I, I do not recommend unless that is your business, unless (laughs) your business is launch management, do not recommend managing your own launch. No, it is a nightmare. So my entire family is neurodivergent, all four of us. So because of that, we all do really well at what we do. So my son, my youngest son is 18. Mm-hmm. He's, he's my assistant. And then I have, so he's me mm-hmm. except a man. Well, 18. So he's a man. <laughs> and then and then my 20 year old is a full stack developer. Okay. And then my husband is copywriter and operations. He's really, everything has to be in its place with him. And very he nice. is very good with words. So uh, he writes for the more masculine side of the business. I write for the more feminine side of the business. Very nice. Yeah. I like it. That's, that's us. Well, that's very cool. And I'm really glad you answered that question because I know, you know, for a lot of people I've heard in their journey, they see examples of success, but they find a reason that they can't relate to that. They find a reason that they can't um, achieve that for themselves. And for a lot of people, they assume these, you know, big numbers must have big teams behind them. And that isn't something that they want. I'm really glad that you shared. It's just kind of you and your family running this business because that makes it a lot more accessible to have this kind of success for other people, even if they don't want to have a team. It shows that it's possible at least, right? It's so possible. It's so possible. And I believe in, I'm a very strong proponent for high ticket sales. Yes. Like you should be charging for your expertise. Yes, absolutely. And when you do that, it's easy to employ whoever you need to employ. Mm-hmm. I personally to choose to employ my family because we're all, because we all are neurodivergent. We all relate to each other really well. Yeah. And it's easy to keep that energy in the house. Yes. Like it's easy to work. We have no problem working together. Some people have a problem working with their family. Okay. Then don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. You find someone you like to work with. My goodness. Is your business advice summed up as do what's working and don't do what isn't? And then leave the rest. (laughs) Who would have thought? Oh, it's so easy. That's awesome. Business is so easy. Hmm. It's getting started. That's the hardest part. Yes. And not overcomplicating it. All you have to do is show up every day. And then the days that you don't want to show up. Okay. Work from bed. Yeah. That's why I have a nice headboard. (laughs) Because when on the days that I really don't want to do it, but I have calls booked rather than can't schedule, you know, canceling them and rescheduling, I just show up from bed. That has got to be the greatest tip in the history of anything I have ever shared from anyone. 
There you go. Everyone neurodivergent who's listening, just get a nice headboard. And then if you have call schedules, you don't even have to get out of bed. Just put on a nice shirt. Yep. Right. Like I'm doing this podcast right now. I'm talking to you. I'm straight up wearing slippers and pajama pants and no bra. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm wearing sweatpants on the bottom. I have a sweatshirt on the top and sweatpants on the bottom. and It's a super cute sweatshirt though. Thanks. Got ruffles. So yeah, it's, that's very cool. I, I have one of those um, tufted headboards. So it looks kind of like you might be sitting on a really nice couch. Very nice. You don't know where I'm at. No. Unless I tell you. Yeah. It's so a little secret. Just get a nice headboard. And if you really can't get out of bed that day, no problem. Just sit up against that headboard. I love that because it's not forcing you to get up and oh, just get out of bed. It's easy. You're not trying to mm. make yourself do neurotypical things. You are Some embracing you're embracing yourself and being like, okay, I have no spoons today, so I'm going to be in bed. And that's, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yep. Some days you cannot get out of bed. Yeah. That's what laptops and nice headboards are for. And nice headboards, by the way, are really only like $120 on Amazon. Yes. They're They're not not expensive. expensive. Even the nice ones on Wayfair are not that expensive and Wayfair can be very expensive. Mm -hmm. So you can get one super easy. Yes. That is a great tip. I love that. I'm probably going to do that in the next couple of weeks. Because I, I highly recommend myself. it. Like oh. it's, it's life-changing. Like the first week I had it, I literally did all my calls from bed. Cause I was like, there's not a re and it was not because I couldn't get up. It's because I wouldn't. Yeah. I was like, I'm not getting, I'm not going anywhere. Amazing. Like, have, you seen, have you seen my headboard? I was like, all my calls. I was like, this is my bed. People were like, why are you telling me that? I was like, <laughs> so nice. Like I was so yeah. excited. But see, the great thing about this podcast is that we can say all of these things and the people who are listening are like, yes, I can do that. And it just yeah. feels so freeing, right? It, and it is. It's, it's yeah. what I mean with, with, so awesome. with a neurodivergent business is whatever you want it to be. Yeah. That's and if so, you can't so figure cool. out how to make it that way, just ask someone else in the community. They'll, they might have a workaround. Yes. Because you, okay. don't, you don't have to fit into someone else's box. No, exactly. You can do it the way that you want to. There are no rules. I say that all the time and it's absolutely true. Yep. Okay. Let's dig into a couple more questions here because I want to know if you don't mind sharing, do you have a diagnosis or are you self-diagnosed? I have a diagnosis. Okay. And I do have medication if that's your next question. I wasn't going to ask, but that's always interesting for people to hear. Yeah. Um, how has it helped you succeed either having your diagnosis or being supported by your medication? My medication does help a lot on days. I take it. I can, I can normally tell Mm. it depends. It depends on my mood. I'll be honest. Some days I take it and I'm like, did I even take medication today? But I don't take it every day. It's, you know, it's one of those, if I feel like taking it, I take it. If I know if I know I have to get a ton done, I take it. And if I know I have to get a ton done, but also I don't really care. <laughs> I don't because you know what, then all my sparkle is out. Like I'm going to be as sparkly as possible that day, but I'm still very much me. Even when I'm medicated, I'm just yeah. more focused. Awesome. So it's having a diagnosis does not matter in my opinion you do not need a diagnosis. Yeah. Like, you know, my, my son's one's diagnosed, one's not, you don't need a diagnosis to know. Like once, 
once you've been diagnosed, you know who else is. Yeah. You know who else is neurodivergent. Yeah. So like half of my house is, is officially diagnosed. The other half, we've never even bothered to take them to seek a diagnosis. Yes. And it's Mason, my youngest, is not diagnosed, or he is diagnosed, but he is not medicated. Okay. And I love having him that way. Like, I love them. Like, they're just so fun. And working around that is also really fun. Yes. It's, it's interesting because my entire house, this is very interesting. And I think it's mm. important for listeners to know. Okay. My entire house works in the evening mm. because of how they, like, I've, I'm on a schedule where I'm working during the day because I work with clients. I'm the client facing side of the business, yep. but everyone in my house works in the evening hmm. because that's how their schedules work. That's how their brain works. That's how they are as humans. That's just how they are. So if someone tried to break into my house, there isn't a single hour that you would find someone not awake here. Someone is always awake in my house. Oh my goodness. That's how our brains work. Yep. I can a hundred percent relate to that. There's always someone up here and we actually do, we're an unschooling family. My kids are a bit younger and they do all their learning in the evenings when I'm done all my client facing work, because Mm -hmm. that's when their brains are working. My youngest, I homeschooled my youngest. And that was, that was because he was a, he was just not able to thrive in a, in a typical classroom environment. So because of that, he would work next to me while I worked. Yeah. And it was great. And that's why he's able to thrive in this environment now. And there is not a wrong time to get your work done. So that's important for, for any neurodivergent person to hear. Like part of the reason I work with my family is because they work at all hours. Yeah. And I send my emails. Sometimes I schedule them to go out during the morning hours, but other times people get emails from me at 2am if that's when I'm awake. Yeah. I might have office hours posted, but you know what? If I'm working at 2am, I'm working at 2am. And there's nothing wrong with it. You manage your energy, not your time. If you have the energy to work, you work. If you don't, you don't. Yep. Yeah. And I still, I still don't give it more than 20, 25 hours. Yeah. That's the other thing. You don't have to work a ton of hours to make a ton of money. No, you can, in my experience, you you can let, you can let it absolutely run away with your whole life to justify making that much money. If you've got some issues. (laughs) And I did that once I've done it. Yeah. That's how, that's how you learn Yeah, is you can make those mistakes if you'd like. Yeah. I've been there. So looking back, were there any pivotal moments or decisions that you made that you believe made you more successful? Yes. Letting go of clients that didn't understand how I worked Mm. after trying to explain them and educate them and saying, this is how it is. And if they aren't willing to work with that, I'm not going to change Mm. to be somebody else. I spent you know, 30 plus years masking who I was. I'm not doing that anymore. So letting go of those clients at the time, you feel like you're being the bad guy when you do that, but it's not, it's not 
about them, it's for you. And when you make that differenti that differentiating decision there, it makes space for the right people to show up. Yeah. And it cleans up your own like energetic stuff that you have around that. And it helps your business succeed in the long run. It's amazing. Like that's a big deal. Yeah. So that's, that's probably the biggest thing is just getting rid of those, those drains that make you feel like you're not enough for the way you work. Yes. I'm like, no, thank you. Hard I think pass. in general, getting rid of things that are just out of congruency with who you are and don't allow you to be who you are is a good step, whether it's mm -hmm. personal or professional, but especially for people like us, whose brains Sometimes we can't focus on the things we love either, but it's easier to focus on the things that we love than the things that we don't. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you have to buy a headboard so you can do calls in the bedroom. Like sometimes that's just how life is. Yeah. But you need with your clients, especially like it's hard enough to show up some days. Yeah. If I show up and that's, what's waiting for me, I, yep. I supposedly built this business to make myself happy. I need to make sure that I'm meeting with people who still make me happy. hundred percent. And that's part of my sales process mm -hmm. is making sure. And I let clients know this, and I'm sure you do the same thing that I'm interviewing them as much as they're interviewing me. Absolutely. Like, it's, I'm not sitting here with bated breath, hoping that you pick me. Like yeah. I will turn you down in like that. If I'm, if showing up to work makes me miserable. I'll be like, oh, no, I don't mm. hope you find somebody though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hope so. I hope the right fits out there for you. I'm sure they are. There's a lid for every pot, but I am not it. Yeah. Mm -mm. That's actually, mm -mm. that's why I prefer to do um, strategy or planning test projects with clients. So we'll, we'll work together for four weeks before we'll work together for three to six months. Yeah. Because that's my test. Do you actually respect my boundaries? Are you texting me at 7 p.m. on a Sunday? Are you not responding to my emails and then getting angry when your deliverables are behind? Or are you actually a fit to work with me? And, yeah. you know, there are clients where I've done an amazing plan and I've been so excited to, to actually implement it with them. And I've handed it back and I've gone, you can take this to anyone in the world and they'll be able to implement it for you. Here's all the steps. It's been good to know you. <laughs> Goodbye. Yep. Right. And That's, it's because I, yeah. I do similar. Yeah. I do very just, similar. Yeah. I it's, don't do um, contracts for the first, for the first time we work together. Yeah. There's no set time contract. Nice. We're month yeah. to month. And yeah. then, then we actually will talk and set a time contract after, I don't know, 60 days or so, 30 to 60 days. Mm -hmm. We'll have like a come to Jesus conversation and be like, okay. Like now, do you want to actually, we'll, we'll change your rates accordingly. If you want to agree to a, a time commitment. Yeah. But if you don't want to agree to time commitment, I'm okay with that too, because I don't, as a neurodivergent person, I understand not wanting a time, a time commitment. You want to be able to be like, Ooh, I'm out. Like, yeah. I don't want to do this. Like, and I, I get that too. But if you, after like 30, 60 days, you want to have a conversation and lower those rates and then agree to six months, you yeah. can do that. Yeah. But it's either way. Because of that, I like working without contracts. I like going month to month on things, not without contracts, but without time. Yes, without, without time contract. based contract. You always, you always have a contract. 
Yes. Um, but without a time commitment. And then you know everybody's safe. Like you yeah. you can walk away after 30 days and you don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you're done. Exactly. So yeah, I do something similar because you never know. It's funny because all out of all the people I talk to, the ones who have gone past, I would say about a quarter million, all of them are they primarily get work through word of mouth referrals, their network or outreach, not through being mm-hmm. super famous on Instagram. They all charge super high ticket prices for set term projects or packages. And they all test their clients before signing them to anything long-term. Like every single one of them does that. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because that's what I teach, but people early on in their businesses don't believe it's that simple. They think that you have to have this big audience, that you have to have all these set packages, that you have to get people into long-term right away, that charging hourly is actually anything but a complete nightmare. But you're proving yet again, everyone who's actually gotten successful as a service provider does these things. Yep. Time for money is a nightmare. Don't don't swap it. Don't swap time for money. It's all value-based. Everything you do is, is based on value returns. Yep. Like how much money, like if I, if you broke down an hourly rate, like, well, please don't because then all of a sudden you're like, why is your hourly rate 4,500 an hour? Oh, because I'm teaching you how to make 10 grand like in an hour. So, you know, I have a client who this month alone, uh, she's been working with me for 19 days, 19 days. Mm -hmm. She's made five grand already in 19 days. She's been full-time in her business for 19 days. Hmm. That's amazing. Her full time. I mean, technically, I guess she started on the third, right? So I say that, but she's, so it's technically about 16 days, but she's made five grand since then. Yeah. She just started her business on the the first. It's five grand new clients since then. That's amazing. Do you, you you know what I mean though? Like if, yeah if you break it down and then people are like, I don't understand why you charge what you charge. It's like, because I can teach you how to do this in no time. Yeah. You don't need like, Oh, we're laying the groundwork and Oh, we're doing this. Oh. It, it's so easy. You just go out there and you do it. Yeah, exactly. And you do it the right way for you. Yes. And you find your own way and you don't follow other people's paths. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to learn someone else's path because it fits you, that's one thing, but making a path fit you that doesn't is not helpful at all. Yep. Yeah. It's like, this is, this is the framework. Yeah. Let's tweak it for you. Yeah, exactly. If it doesn't, if it doesn't work for you, leave it. Yeah. Like the framework we just talked about, like mm-hmm. using referrals and networking and word of mouth doing the high ticket thing. It's not for everybody. Some people really want to become Instagram famous and that's cool too. You know, yeah, if that's but, your thing. Yeah, exactly. Whatever your thing is, just do that. Yeah. It's really that easy. Like <laughs> I don't have that. I have like 2,500 followers on Instagram. Yeah. I'm not I have Instagram less than that famous. by a wide yeah. margin. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not Instagram famous. Yeah. Mm-mm. I haven't awesome. even updated my Instagram this year. Like, no. oops, oops. I'm, I think, yeah. I think I updated it in, on New Year's Eve. I am very consistently inconsistent with that. And I will batch out two weeks worth of content. So I look consistent and then I will forget and not do it again for three months. <laughs> I do. That's me. That's what I do. Yep. 
Yep. And I've thought about hiring a social media person because one of my clients is a social media manager. Nice. And I think, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. And then I'm like, that's not my brand. Yeah. And my at the end of the day, what's it going to do for you? It's, it's another expense. It's another distraction. What you're yeah. doing is working. Do more of what's working. Do less of what's yeah. not. It's not, that's not my brand. People will be like, oh, how do you show up so consistently? And I'd have to tell them to go hire someone. Yeah. I don't. That's the secret. (laughs) Right. It's not me. If you want to see how consistently I show up, you have to scroll back and look at 2021 and beyond because that's. Exactly. So let's dive a little bit into how you get clients, because I know you, you can't share everything because that's what you, you know, that's what people pay you for, but I'm curious. I'll share, I'll share everything because what you pay me for is the accountability. Fair enough. Okay. Well, in a nutshell, just so that people listening can say, you know, you keep telling us it's easy. Let's hear it. How do you get clients? I do good work and then they refer me out. Nice. Is that simple? It is. It's that simple. Perfect. And then you have to be able to be found. So like I have a website and then people actually go to make sure that you're legit from your website. And then you get testimonials from them. Yeah. And that way, and make sure the people you get testimonials from, they can connect back to that person. Mm. Because like, so if you have it, don't just be like my testimonial from Teresa. Great. Who's Teresa? Like, are, are you okay with them contacting Teresa? And if so, link Teresa's website or however they would connect with yeah. that person. So that way you're truly like legit, legit. So they can go and click on Teresa's name and then go to Teresa's website and then find like, you know, if you're doing something like that, make sure they can actually find you and find your people. You don't have to have a huge following. You just have to be legit. Yeah. And if you don't have testimonials yet, do some work for people for testimonials at a discounted rate, not for free. Yeah. But at like lower rate than you normally would with the understanding that you're doing it for a testimonial yeah. and say that to them like, Hey, I'm doing this at this rate. I do need a testimonial from it. Yeah. Would that work for you? That's at when you're starting, yeah. that should only be a starting strategy. It should be dropped immediately after you have like two to three testimonials. Yes. yes Drop it immediately sure. because as soon as you're that expert in your field, you charge expert rates. So really then, if most of your clients come through referrals, it's probably not a huge volume of new clients. So most of your revenue comes from your offer structure. Like it comes from selling high ticket. It comes from selling high ticket and it comes from upselling. Yeah. And renewing. it comes from um, somewhat renewing, somewhat keeping the same clients really happy and new things that they need. Nice. So if it's on the design side, I will add things into design offers. Mm. Like they'll need new things. They'll need sales pages, new sales options. And if it comes from coaching, it's an issue that they'll just stay with me. They don't need to. And I tell people that all the time. Like you you don't always need the same coach. Yeah. Maybe you need somebody who focuses on something different, but they tend to stay. And I only have so much that I can do when it comes to coaching. Yeah. Like, I don't know everything. 
Like I'm not going to pretend like I do. Yeah. But if they do want to stay with me, then they're more than welcome to. Yeah. And I don't like to put neurodivergent people into a group. I like mm-hmm. to keep them. I like to keep them one-on-one. Yeah. So that caps out how much I can do with neurodivergent people. Yes. Because I don't, I don't put them into a group setting because I like to make sure that I know what their issues are mm-hmm. and like what they're working on and that they know that they're seen and they're heard. Yes. Which I can't so. do as well in a group setting. I know that about myself. That's not everybody. That's me. Yeah. As a provider. So yeah. I, my, once I, once I close somebody, I, they stay in my sphere for a very long time. I either upsell, they go somewhere up my ladder or they even sometimes stay around the same area. I just sell mm-hmm. them again or they give me the referrals. Yeah. So you've just been be, growing this relationship base for your business for all this time. Mm-hmm. And they, that really should be people's marketing plans in general. I recommend it for everybody. Yeah. You yeah. don't need to go out there and find new clients all the time. Yeah. It's way harder to find new clients. Yes. Oh my goodness. Than it is to just continue to work with your existing clients. It's this has so been much so easier. excited to share this podcast. Like I, I'm yeah. so excited that I keep interrupting and I know you're used to neurodivergent people. So you're cool. Yeah, with it, but I interrupt too. So it's fine. <laughs> I'm just that's so a, excited. That's how I speak. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, that's how a marketing plan should work. Yes. For is a service-based one person. In. Yes. For service-based. Yeah. If you're selling widgets and you're doing volume. Yeah. Okay. You need a big audience. Different. You can't do it. You know, you can't do it like this, but building a relationship base for your business that provides you referrals, that works with you again, that upsells to new services, that grows with you as you grow is the basis for a successful business. Mm-hmm. If you're providing services, hands mm-hmm. down every time. Yep. Okay. Yep. And they come back to you and you can, you grow with them. They grow yep. with you. And then as their network grows, your network grows. So this is getting a bit on the long side for most neurodivergent people to listen to. So I have two more questions for you. And then I think we'll wrap up. Okay. Number one, if you could say one thing to other people who are like you, who are trying to build a business, what would you say? It's don't let your imposter syndrome lie to you. It's so doable and it's way easier than you think. So get started and don't listen to that imposter syndrome. That's awesome. Like it, that's, it's a lie. Yeah. Always. You're yeah. way cooler than your brain thinks you are. Yeah. Yeah. Way if, cooler. um, if people want to learn more about you, I mentioned your website at the beginning, maggieisley.com. Now what's a resource that they could pick up and where can they find it? Just go to coaching.maggieisley.com okay. and I will have a resource on there for you. I don't That's as great. of this recording, but I will. By the time you get there, I okay. will by then, I promise. <laughs> All right. Well, your timeline to get that up. This episode will be going live on January 27th, 2022. Um, cool. So everyone listening is listening on or after that date. And that, that link will be down below in the description. If you're on Spotify or on anchor, depending on where you're watching it, it'll be there. And that's coaching.maggieisley.com. And yep. there'll be an offer there like magic. There's going to be there was a deadline. There is a deadline, which means it'll be done 
most likely by the end of the day that we're recording it on. Yeah. So, cause that's how the brain works and that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, you'll have an offer down there just to get to know me and know what I do. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much, Maggie. It's been absolutely wonderful having you on the podcast. This is you know, one of the best episodes I could have possibly recorded for everyone. I think there was a lot of value for people. Um, if you have any questions for Maggie, go over to her website or hop over into our Facebook group. I'll make sure that Maggie gets in there at least for a couple of days to check in and answer any questions when the episode goes. I'm live. already there. I'm there. Oh, perfect. Well, there you go. So Maggie will be in there. So when the episode goes live and we post it, you can ask any questions in there and she'll help you out. Stay weird.